Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Please welcome Carl Tower Grenfeld. Hey. Thanks for coming out. Uh, the uh, I'll tell you a little bit about what I was trying to do, what I'm trying to get away with with this book, which is to to sort of extrapolate from contemporary society a couple of years forward, assuming that the current Republican platform is fully implemented. So we're talking about a, a future economy, a near future economy that's totally deregulated with an aggressively sort of hypertrophied private sector, the elimination of the FDA, the elimination of OSHA, uh, the elimination of uh, uh, the uh, privatization of Social Security, totally uh, uh, de uh, deregulation uh, across industries, and, and sort of this novel is presenting a picture of what that world actually looks like. And part of that is 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 fun in that you get to sort of make up all of these 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 sort of nightmarish scenarios. Um, and then and then part of that also is you begin to imagine yourself in this future and what one's life what one individual's life is sort of under this maw of, of hyper aggressive capitalism. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, just a quick piece from the book that is uh, one of the characters, and, and he's an important character in that, in the midst of this, excuse me, in the midst of this economic free-for-all that's sort of crushing everybody, most of society are, are these so-called subprimes, people whose credit score is below 650, and it's an era of extreme wealth stratification. Uh, our, our era is sort of magnified. So, so you have this elite living at the top, and then this massive, massive, group of subprimes and this tiny sliver of a middle class that remains. And this character, Richie, becomes very important because he sort of represents what the, the he sort of represents the, the person who stands by and watches all of this awful change rolling over society instead of actually standing up for it because he's actually sort of escaping the worst of it. And part of the book is his coming to realize that he has to also try to affect some kind of change. It's one thread. So this is a, a first-person thing, first-person piece from uh, uh, Richie's point of view. My office is surrounded by self-help professionals. There's a life coach down the hall who makes her clients take off their shoes before their appointments. Next door to me is this big black lady who drives a dune buggy and is an aromatherapist. And next to her, there's a door with a sign on it that says, Creative Success Strategies. And I don't even know what they do in there. There's recovery specialists, and there's psychologists. And in the morning when I'm walking into my office, I feel like stopping and telling the clients waiting for their appointments, it's not you, it's the world. The world sucks, but I don't. I go into my office and I roll my first joint 
and I try to get my head on for the hard work ahead of me. But this morning, I get a phone call from Vice Principal Nakamura at the Subway Fresh Take Paul Revere Middle School, where my 13-year-old son, Ronan, is a student. And Vice Principal Nakamura tells me there's been an incident. And I'm too stoned to deal with an incident with one of my kids right now. But Vice Principal Nakamura says, don't worry, he's intact. But can you or your or Ronan's mother come to the school? So I drive 20 minutes to the subway fresh take Paul Revere Middle School and I go into the C building where I'm given directions to Vice Principal Nakamura's office and a coupon for $2 off a foot-long sub. And I see Ronan sitting there in front of the Vice Principal's office, pumping his knees, and he's got a backpack beside him. He's got a pair of headphones around his neck, just a little wispy mustache, the beginnings of it on his upper lip. And his eyes are red like he's been crying, and I want to go over and hug him. But then I hear, Mr. Schwab, and it's Vice Principal Nakamura, and he wants me to come into his office for the meeting. So I sit down in front of his desk, and behind him is a filing cabinet. And on top of that is a plaque in a black base that reads, Los Angeles Area 5 Supervisor of the Year. He tells me Ms. Ramos is going to be joining us. She's the Dean of Student Affairs. And there's a knock on the door, right? And Ms. Ramos comes in. And Ms. Ramos has a gigantic mole right next to her nose. It's a really big mole. It's a huge mole. I can't stop looking at it. And I start to wonder, though, is it really that big a mole, or is it just the only mole in the room, so I have nothing to compare it to? And then I, I realize I just have to stop looking at her mole. And Vice Principal Nakamura, he tells me that Ronan is being accused of sexual harassment. There's been an incident. Dean of Student Affairs Ramos tells me, and he's inappropriately touched a female student. Vice Principal Nakamura looks down at his notes, and he says Ronan used his right hand to fondle the buttocks of a female student. And I realize I'm going to have to say something, but my tongue is stuck to my upper palate. And I don't have any water, I don't have a breath mint, and I realize I'm going to have to unstick it. So I, I unstick it and it sounds like, like, like wallpaper coming off a wall. And I say, but Ronan's only 13. And I realize that's all I have to say. But that really should be enough, right? Because he's only 13. That explains everything. But they say no. They're fully aware of what age-appropriate behavior is. And this behavior isn't appropriate at any age. And I say, come on. I mean, didn't everyone used to play a little grab-ass when they were kids? And they look at me like, 
they never played any grab ass. <laughs> and Dean of Student Affairs Ramos says, we don't feel that grab a word <laughs> is an appropriate teaching expression. What they're going to do is they're going to suspend Ronan for two days. And they're going to make him do something called concentration. And they're going to make him attend the Youth Sexual Conduct and Guidance Seminar. And he's no longer allowed to talk to a female student outside of the classroom or with no faculty members present. And I say, what's concentration? And they say, well, concentration is a staffed room where Ronan can sit and think about his actions. I say, you actually call it concentration? Is there a barbed wire fence around it? And I mean, this thing about Ronan not talking to girls, that seems a little extreme to me. And they say, oh, he can talk to females, just not out of the classroom setting or not when there's no faculty present. And they say, you know, Mr. Schwab, it may be time for you to have a talk with Ronan about sexuality. Maybe it's time, considering his apparent interest in the opposite sex, maybe it's time to have the contraception talk. And I say, well, if Ronan's not allowed to talk to a girl, then what are the chances of his getting to first base, much less actually scoring? And again, I realize they don't consider the baseball scoring system an appropriate way to talk about teen sexuality. In the car, on the way home with Ronan, I ask him for his side of the story. I tell him I've heard from the administration and I want to know from him what happened. And he asked me what did they say. Only his voice is kind of changing. It kind of slips up into a higher register and slips down now. So I was like, what did they say? And I tell him, they said you pinched a girl's butt. And he said, they actually said that? I said, no, no, no. They, they used the word the words inappropriate touching. And he said, oh God, that's so retarded. I said, well, well, did you? And he says, okay, I pinched a girl's butt. Like once, hard. But, but she liked it. And I said, how did you know she liked it? And he said, well, after I did it, she smiled at me, and then we walked to English class, and we held hands. And I said, well, did you ask her if she liked it? And he said, oh my God, that's so retarded. You can't ask a girl after you pinch your butt, like, did you like that I just pinched your butt? <laughs> and I realized that, that Ronan's right, that between a man and a woman, or a boy and a girl, certain things just have to be left unsaid. But I tell him what the school wants to do. I tell him the school wants to suspend him. I tell him that he's not allowed to talk to girls anymore outside of the classroom. And I tell him he has to attend the Youth Sexual Conduct and Guidance Seminar. And he says, they said that? I said, yeah. He said, we call that freaks. 
Everyone at school calls that freaks. I said, no, no, it's just like this program where you're going to talk about growing up and stuff. And he's like, Dad, that's freaks. And I'm not fucking going to freaks. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.